Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning and welcome to Miller and Condon. It's a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours uh, talking sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Only one guest in hour number one. Uh, Ten minutes before noon, we will get to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holtis will join us for his uh, weekly appearance uh, as the Chiefs try to improve the record to 2-1. and one. Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has... Uh, redone his contract, reworked his contract, and I guess he's now the highest paid player in the game again, I believe. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if that had uh, that was the main reason for it or there was cap space that was achieved, but... Uh, I'm sure with Veach, that was definitely a consideration as well. I'm wondering if... He's I, a wizard. He is. I mean, they. I don't know how they do it, Trent, but they keep figuring out ways to do it. More power to them. And they got a tough one this weekend, as you know. You don't just show up at home and beat those Chicago Bears <laughs> No, 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 no. You're the last no. 12 opponents that the Bears have faced, and then you beat them. Is that what they're working on, a 12 well, loss? Yeah, Ronza just told us that. Did right she? as we were coming on. Is it Ronza? Or Ronda? I think it's Ronda, but it sounds like Ronza. I the same way. Ronza Moss, Ronda Moss. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, not a big deal. No. Uh, but she updated us on that, and I missed it, and you caught it, and well done. Uh, Bears and Chiefs will talk to Mitch Holtis at 11.50. Uh, 12.05, John Bowenkamp is going to be here. He was part of the uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz and all the player press conferences yesterday in uh, Iowa City will do the Cyclones tomorrow, get but get the uh, Hawkeyes out of the way today. Not out of the way today, but we'll talk to John Bowenkamp today on uh, what he heard. And he was there. He had a good seat front row, right behind Lysakow, who was up in the front row oh, yeah. yesterday. I saw some of the still pictures from it, trying to figure out who's who, right? You can just see the back of the crown and the bald heads uh, for a lot of these dudes. But anyways, John Bowenkamp will be here. And then off to Chicago, we will go. Speaking of those bears and the problems... Uh, that they continue to have. David Kaplan will join us on the Bears and on the Cubs, who had a much-needed victory last night, scored a boatload of runs in that game that was delayed a little more than an hour, hour and 25 minutes, I think, was the mm-hmm. uh, was the, t- was the tab. Uh, but uh, big, big, big win for the Cubbies last night. Need to do it again today. Your Twins hung on and won. They did. Um, and now their magic number is what? Is it two, two and a half? It's not, it's... They're, they're close. It's dwindling, yes. Yes, they're close. And bad news, of course, uh, we find out that Carlos, Carlos Correa is going to be on the IL. We'll see if that is something. What, what number did they put to it? 10-day, 15-10-day? Yes, yep. yep. Uh, and did they retroactive it to the weekend? Yeah. Well, and it just it popped just the other night. So Right. Yeah, it was Monday that it popped. So oh, the, I thought it was over the weekend. No, it, it was did. Monday. Okay, yeah. well, they're not going to save a lot of days then. And then he got hamstring issues for Royce Lewis. Yep. He just hits grand slams. That's a remarkable run that he's on, yeah. right? It truly is. Yeah. Unthinkable. It is, yes. Uh, for him to be able to do what he's doing in the fashion that he's doing it, um, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, so baseball was fun last night. Once it got going, I, I just love Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the fall. You know, yeah. Um, Wrigley Field this is the final homestand of the year at uh, at Wrigley Field. I love watching games there. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't know if I'm a fan. You are. 
I think I've become one, right? Yeah, you definitely are. I mean, you watch them. I watch more Cubs than anybody else. Yeah. I watch the Cubs more than I watch my Blue Jays. I will say this. Mm-hmm. If, they, if it ever came to it that they played in the World Series, yeah. I'm rooting for Toronto. Okay, right? fair enough. Right? But I do watch them a ton. They're a fun team to watch. And there's just something about that damn ballpark. Yeah. I'll never forget my first trip there. Yeah, I moved here on uh, Memorial Day weekend of 89, the, like the second week in June. I realized that, wait a second, I only have to drive five and a half hours and I don't have to cross a border and, and get uh, my car checked and I have to go through that hassle to go to Wrigley Field, a, a, a stadium that I've read about, seen uh, all of my life. Oh, I was just in heaven. I was just in heaven. While getting walking into that place, I saw the Pirates, mm-hmm. a, day, a night game on Monday and a, a day game on Tuesday. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, I was just in hog heaven. Have a couple old styles while you're there. I had a bunch of old styles, Trent. I was just completely cocked. Um, (laughs) Hit up the bars in Wrigleyville and walked. Yes, walked back to the hotel we were staying at uh, from um, from Wrigley Field. I think we were staying downtown. I just remember just walking forever. (laughs) Found Mike Ditka's Steakhouse. Yes, great spot. Uh, Didn't eat. I bellied up to the bar and drank some more because it (laughs) seemed like we hadn't had our fill yet. That's what you got to do, right? Oh, that was a long time ago. Anyways, that was so much fun. But good win for the Cubs last night. Um, baseball kind of front and center. We'll get back to the football tomorrow night with the uh, uh, Niners and the Giants, which I think is probably going to be a stinker, right? Would you, you would, 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 so. you, would you use a survivor pick if you were still alive and you got knocked out yeah, in the first week? Yeah. Thanks for reminding everybody. Yes, thank you. Uh, we're down to two. Um, <sighs> Two of our four are live. Would you use the Niners this week, or or does the third the short turnaround scare you a little bit? Uh, a little bit, just because we've seen so many clunky things on Thursday nights, and also mm-hmm. looking forward to San Francisco, what they still have remaining. Of course, they have a home game against the Cardinals in October. Yep, like keep them, keep them for that. Yep. You look at then, are they involved in either the Thanksgiving or the Christmas games? Uh-huh. They do play on Thanksgiving. They're the night game. Right, and it's a tough game, too. But it's at Seattle. Okay. So, yeah, no, I'm passing. Probably not one that I think everybody's going to save the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys and the Giants. And they also play on Christmas. They're home. But it's against the Ravens or something. Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. No thanks. So, yeah, if you're, well, I'd like to keep San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I want to keep some good teams. Kind of looking forward and those ones that you really want to keep them for Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you're looking through. Other games this week, Jacksonville, I think, is going that to be was, one. That's my pick, Trey. Is it? I think Jacksonville Jacksonville in Houston? Yeah. I mean, it's, Jacksonville's got to win this game, don't they? Jacksonville at home. they got to be almost a double-digit favorite. Now, Stroud has He's impressed. been a, you know what, of the of the rookie quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean. He's averaging 313 yards a game. Going. He's turned the ball over uh, as rookies no picks, do. Though. Oh, he hasn't? I no. thought he had a couple. Nope. Oh. Well, he's yeah. been better than I thought. 58 to 91, 626, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. And a running game for Houston that hasn't got going. Yeah, that would be a direction, though, Jacksonville. Certainly, I would look uh, to go. Other games that would make sense the Cowboys, though it's a road game, it's at Arizona. Yeah, I'm saving the Cowboys for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Definitely something you have to Well, I should at. say that. It's a, it's a vote, and I'm, I think we're all on the same page. Baltimore at home for Indy? That was my second game. Yeah. We're live on two. I, I, tried, I went Jacksonville and Baltimore. 
Cirque du Survivor. It's such a great contest. It's, it's a great contest, but it's tough. It's tougher yes. than you think. Yep. All you got to do is pick one game a week. Point spread doesn't factor. It's just easy. What do you guys make it sound like it's so difficult for? Try it. Map it out. Right. Put up your thousand dollars and try it. Uh, tougher, tougher than you think. As I believe Happy Valley is going to be on uh, Saturday night as we segue to two games this weekend. Um, look, I think Iowa's path to victory is is more difficult than Iowa State's. And I say that knowing that uh, Iowa State is struggling to run the football. But there's just something about this Penn State team, right? It just feels like this is Franklin's best team. Mm -hmm. And the fact that um, I was without a couple of running backs, eh, your thoughts? So, how you win this football game? I was breaking down the statistical profile last Uh night. And you look at Penn State, it's a behemoth. Yep. They are good everywhere. Drew Aller's a stud. Yes, he is. He got banged up at the end of the Illinois game. He right. was not great. I was about to say the same thing. Uh, if you watched him for the only time against Illinois, you'd mm-hmm. come away thinking, okay, I can see it, but yet I kinda, I'm kind of left wanting more. First road trip for him. Uh-huh. This will be That's his true. first big environment yep. that he's going to play in, even at home against Iowa. It's going mm-hmm. to be a different kind of environment than anything that he has seen before. He's really talented, but he's not... He's not immaculate at this point, right? No, he, I don't think he is. He's not at the level that I think he's eventually uh-huh. going to get. Yep. I think this dude is going to be a first-rounder. Mm-hmm. I think that's how high the upside is for him. But a couple of things. A, he's going against Phil Parker's defense. That's a start. That's a huge start. And the way they button it up after some of the issues early on. Uh-huh. What was it? They gave up, I think the in the third and fourth quarter, it was like, 23 and 14 yards, respectively, Jeez. each quarter, something like that. I would like to see them get to the quarterback a little mm-hmm. bit more. That That's the one area that um, uh, that they seem to be falling behind statistically. But they got so, they got so many dudes back there. And Joe Evans got there. I think yep. he's got four hurries on the season, mm-hmm. a couple of quarterback hits. I uh, looked at some of those deeper numbers outside of just the sack numbers, and they're getting there. They also played three teams that get it out quick. Mm-hmm. And Penn State will be a little more traditional, though they get it out quick themselves. Two really talented running they backs are. from Penn State. And two different ones. One's going to yes. run right through you, one's going to run right by you. They're really good. But uh-huh. even looking at their numbers, neither guy's even averaging five yards a carry. I was about to say the same thing. I think they've got, uh, after three games, I don't think they're averaging 100 yards a game. I mean, each. Right, right. Which, when you look at their opponents, yeah, Illinois' defense, especially their mm-hmm. defensive line, is solid. But still... I was a little bit surprised by that. I thought the numbers would be better. Well, the kid on uh, Illinois, the single digit, the right the yeah. defensive end. Oh my god, he's a monster! Oh my he? god, they got dudes. It's Penn uh-huh. State, right? Yep. Their big difference that I found in this game, if I was going to win this, and you look back and you go back to when they won out there in 2020, that was Davion Nixon had the big play. Remember the interception, and he had the little swoop move as he ran past uh, Clifford for the touchdown to put that away. Defensive score. Uh-huh. 2009, probably the most famous yep, one. without a doubt. Block punt in that game. They also had a safety in that game with Broderick Bins getting a safety. You look historically, when I was gone out there, they needed something either defensively or special teams to win the football game. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to get a pick six. You have to get even a short field. You have to have DeGene have a 50-yard punt return. You're going to need something like that, I believe, to compete. And speaking of special teams, the gap between the Iowa special teams and Penn State is significant. We talked about In this. In Iowa's favor. Absolutely. The hidden yardage numbers. Yeah. They don't have a kicker right now. They've tried two guys. One guy's 0 for 2. The other one made his only field goal. 
but they don't feel good about that. Now, they've only had to punt four times this year, but the punter has been just okay at this point. You look at return numbers, that is huge in terms of Iowa, and not just because they've returned a whole lot more, Mm -hmm. but just when you look at the statistical profile, there's a special teams ranking where I saw Penn State was in like 109th in the country overall special teams. Iowa's in the top 10. That's not good. That is where, again, you close the gap. Uh-huh. If Iowa wins this game, they're not going to out-yardage them. But Penn State's probably going to have 420, 450 yards of total offense. Yeah. Here's the one. Ben, but don't break when you're Phil Parker, yes. though, right? Yep, those yep. kind of things hold yep. them to field goals. Speaking of that, their red zone defense has not been good this year, Penn State's. Iowa's red zone de- offense, for once, has actually been pretty mm-hmm. good this year. That's what you have to do. Even if you only get in there a couple of times, you got to get touchdowns when you get to the red zone, if they can do that. There's your blueprint. Get a couple of trips to the red zone, score touchdowns. Special teams, defense, get it done, and then you got a chance in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It's a tall, tall hill to climb. Yep. Now you're doing it without two of your top three running backs. Yep. You're doing it with the Cade McNamara. Will didn't Patterson play, well. play, do you think? Didn't sound like it. Kirk said yet, no yesterday. Did he? Yeah. He said that oh. we're going to be without both Caleb Johnson and Jazzy yep. and Patterson. Yep. So it's going to be a whole lot of Williams, mm-hmm. and then probably Moulton, you would anticipate, would be the second guy. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Their defensive ends are studs. I mean, they're really, really talented. And we saw the sack numbers pile up last week against Western Michigan. I think that was more Cade McNamara holding the ball too long Maybe. than it was the pass It wasn't his best down. game, Trey. No, he played poorly. Yeah, It was his worst game in a Hawkeye uniform. But that's the blueprint. It's I was digging through last night. I think you will enjoy. Kirk Ferentz. As a double-digit dog, what do you think his record is? He's he's played outright wins or covering both. So let's start just outright wins. How many times as a double-digit dog, home or away? I I I have no clue. He's played thirty games as okay. a double-digit dog, going back to nineteen ninety-nine, four and twenty-six. Yeah, this is outright wins. Outright wins. Yeah, and they were big ones, no doubt. But four and twenty-six against the spread. Ohio State, one of them. Yes. Yeah. Against the spread, seventeen to thirteen. Well, I like the points on I, before you, what, you t- told me that number. I, I think it's too many points. I think Phil Parker's defense is going to keep this close. Their last four games, though, as a double-digit dog, uh, you tell me they four. haven't covered uh-huh. in any of them. It was seventeen to nine until the last four mm. times out as double-digit dog. Here's Franklin in this role, being favored between ten and twenty points. James Franklin at Penn State is eighteen eight and two against the spread as a 10 to 20 point favorite. So he's been pretty good in this spot. Kirk 10 and 8 overall against Penn State, 11 and 7 against the spread, 2 and 4 against Franklin, but has won the last two games against Penn State. Mm, and won that 6-4 affair many years oh, ago. That was a great one. It was a phenomenal football game, really was. Well, uh, hopefully fingers crossed it's going to be there's just it's just overkill on Saturday it night. Is. It truly is. There's it, the whole day for that matter, with the exception maybe the early window, Clemson, Florida State. I'm really looking forward to that game. Too. I am too, but um, there's really, I mean, what 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 game will you change flipped over to during the during halftime or during the commercials? I want to see Rutgers, Michigan. Do you? Yeah, Michigan has been ho hum. They've dominated. Well, they haven't they played, played anybody, right? They played terrible opponents, yeah. and and he had that. And Shiano's team is off to a terrific start. They're unbeaten. They're, they're playing uh-huh. well. Yeah. Now it's at Michigan. If this is at Rutgers, I think maybe a, a different. Kind of conversation yeah. with that one. Want to see Oklahoma going on? I want to see Oklahoma-Cincinnati because yeah. they're on the clone schedule. Yeah, and Cincinnati, great start. Uh-huh. Pull the upset in Week 2 and then fall on your face against Miami of Ohio. I mean, that was a perfect look-ahead spot. Right. Should have sniffed that one out against Miami of Ohio and uh, that one there. Auburn-Texas A&M. This Auburn team is on the fringes of the top 25. I think they're decent. I think they're okay this year. 
and in what looks to be a pretty wide open SEC West, which is crazy to think. Trent, it is what, and that's where I was going to go at ten at eleven thirty with you. College football overall, yes. Is there a changing of the guard, or, or there certainly seems like this is going to be the year that we got some new blood? Mm-hmm. But finish your point; we'll get to that point later. Or that conversation. No, that in the early window. I mean, I think there are plenty of games that that well, are. Well, Oklahoma at least plays Iowa State in two weeks. Yeah, Cincinnati in like three weeks. Something I mean, like they're that. they're coming up really quick, so mm-hmm. that'll be a good one. It's kind of like Friday night we see Wisconsin and Purdue. Uh, well, you won't. You'll be working. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love those games when he can knock off a couple of upcoming opponents. During the game? During your game? Well, it's, it's on the phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where are you this week? Did you decide? Going to be in Johnston. Waukee against Johnston in the Battle of the Purple are my first look at both the Dragons and the Warriors this week. All right. Any of those teams got uh, dome potential? You know, Johnston, a little bit of a slow start, played a difficult schedule. I think both of those teams, though, with the right draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can get there if they're matched up, though. I think they were on Chelsea. 13. Uh, I think Murph and Cerency had that game. Oh, yeah. I think. Okay. I was watching it online because we. It, it's, it was it's on Sunday that. Uh, you know, it's back on Direct TV. It is, yeah. I think it was, might have been Lush on Jeopardy. Sunday. Did you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of that, so we were without our Jeopardy for, what, three, four months? For a long time, yeah. Whatever it was. And found one of those free apps that you get, like, on your smart TV. Mm-hmm. Pluto TV. You ever seen that thing pop up on your TV? No. And it's just a free. TV service that yeah. has a bunch of old TV shows and things like that. Yeah. And they have a channel that is dedicated, and all throughout the day, 24-7, they play Jeopardy episodes. Oh, you and Terrell being hog heaven. And so we watched that, but I also still had the commercials in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Had, had that part of it. Or we'd flip it on. It'd be the middle of an episode. You know, flip it on at ten mm-hmm. fifteen. Right, right, and right. And right, already right. halfway through it. So yeah. not as good as starting at the beginning of it, but at least we found that. That placated us, and now we're back to normalcy once again. Thank you, Next Star. Yeah, they they worked it out, which which is great, uh, which, which is absolutely great. All right, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. This is a really bad Oklahoma State. What has happened to that program? I mean, just seemingly overnight. Well, Spencer Sanders left. Why would he leave? He's not even starting. Right. And, is and, it Gundy? I don't know. There's three quarterbacks. Gundy can't decide which of the three he likes better. Well, I know which one he likes better. His son. <laughs> That's what he likes the best. Right. As a quarterback, uh, though? No, I'm not so sure. Right. Um, but why would Sanders leave? What has happened inside the uh, in, inside the halls of, um, of Oklahoma State football? It's just weird. It's just weird that the Cowboys... Iowa State better win this football game. Yeah. They had better win this football game. Because, you know what? If you... Really look at it, you can still maybe find a path to six wins. Not going to be easy. No. Gotta, were they going to have to win as a dog a couple of times? Mm-hmm. I mean, that one in Ohio, that loss last week in Ohio, Mike, you just. It's devastating it for the is. Chiefs. Of the six. It is. For postseason hopes, yeah. it's absolute. By the way, do you see Heavens? Is that his name? Yeah. The, the deep fake or whatever it is. The, is that AI? The AI, yeah. That's scary. It is. That is scary. Um, how lifelike or, or how much it sounds like the voice that's coming out of his mouth. I mean, it doesn't match up, right, when you're reading lips or something, but right. boy, oh boy. You hear it. You do. And you just wonder to yourself, is, he, is that really him? Yeah, right. As, as I think somebody uh, he put on one on Brian Ferentz early in the week, yes. and there was some national outlets that ran with it. Yeah, out, the morons had outkick and places like that. Yeah, they, they, they ran got with this. Yes. Well, not exactly the brightest bulbs over there, but I guess I have aside. no idea about them. But they, uh, it, it's it's scary what they can do. Mm-hmm. And this is just a guy, you know, putting it together, and obviously has 
some kind of job you'd anticipate where you're able to do that, but it doesn't take a whole lot anymore. Apparently I mean, not. You just put it on an app and you can generate just no, like that. that. And, and see the clicks that it, or the views rather, right. that it, uh, it brought? Unbelievable. Oklahoma State this week uh-huh. must win. Have to. Absolutely must win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alan Bowman. Yeah. He's had his Did, moments. Didn't he used to be decent, yes, at least? And then he was. goes to Michigan, never plays up nope. there. After he leaves Texas Tech. Is that a guy that lost his passion for it? Don't know. Just didn't put in the work? I mean, just such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Gundy's son is... Not very good. No. He's, I mean, he's a little dude, right? Yeah, they can't run the football. No. Iowa State's got to win this football game. They have to win this football game. And I don't care if it's 9-6. Nope, I don't care either. 8-4. Put it in the win column. Uh, you know, continue your march to try and find four more wins in Big Twelve play to to get to that uh, get to that postseason. I, five. They need they need five after. Yeah. Right, but to get this one against Oklahoma State and then four, more. and then four. Gotcha. So not easy. Can nah. you find them this week? Okay, I agree. Home for TCU. Uh, more winnable than we would have thought prior to the year. I agree. I go what sixty forty TCU at this point sixty five thirty five something in that range. Yeah, but it's at Jack Trice. Yep, at Cincinnati. Got to win at Baylor. Got to win one of those two. Yep, at minimum one of those two road games. Yep, Kansas. No, not seeing it. I don't see it either. At BYU, I thought possibly. Can you can you split those two? Same thing, right? You got to steal. So you got one, two, three, four. And even with that, splitting the two road games at Cincinnati and Baylor, giving them the wins against TCU and Oklahoma State, you split the road trip. still five. You split Kansas-BYU, and you yeah. still need one at home against Texas or at K-State. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's impossible, but... No, the, the Texas game is. It feels impossible. It does. It feels very, very unlikely uh, at, at this point. Updated odds to win the Big 12. You ready for this? Uh, Texas has to be the favorite. They are minus 155. This is courtesy of Bet Rivers. Your second choice? I don't... I, I, it shouldn't be BYU. I, I, it's Oklahoma. It is Oklahoma. Yeah. Short price, plus 250. Are they? thought you could get something a little bit better than that at this point, but... Is BYU third? No. K-State? Kansas State. 11-1. to 1. Good price. Eleven to one. You, you, that's the drop between second and third choice. It's a good price. That is a good price. Texas Tech is the fourth choice. Uh-huh. Fourteen to one. Kansas, twenty-five to one. Central Florida, thirty to but, but one. But Plumlee's hurt. TCU, thirty-five to one. Where's BYU? They're unbeaten. Your eighth choice. Yes. Both BYU and Cincinnati huh? at sixty to one. Baylor sixty-five to one. If you believe, Trent, I have not heard Iowa State's name yet. Have they got a triple digit beside their name? We'll get there. No, we'll get there. Uh, their opponent this week is next up on the list: Oklahoma State eighty to one, huh. West Virginia a hundred to one, and your two long shots: Iowa State and Houston, Houston. one hundred and twenty-five to one. That's unbelievable. How quickly it can fall to one. No thanks. No. No, I I take a pass. Uh, take a pass on that one. Um, that guy that Campbell yelled at has he been identified? I don't believe. I'm so. I'm glad that's the case. Same. Because is is he? Would he be? Um, I don't want to say in danger. That's not. Would he be the closest that Iowa State will come to having a Bartman situation? Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. He has. A memorable face. He does, yes. I've seen people that have had pictures with him 
online. Oh, you have. I had a listener. So it's true that he actually oh, does yeah. go to all of these games, that he is a longtime fan. He's from Northeast Iowa. He's a farmer. Well, how does Ross Peterson know him then? A connection through a connection. Ross was, I okay. talked to Ross the other day about that, yeah. And it was a friend of a friend type okay. of thing. He goes so all he's over a, the he's place. a farmer? Yes. Goes all over okay. the place from Northeast Iowa. I had a listener to our show that sent me a picture, big Hawkeye fan, my buddy, yeah. that sent me a picture before the Iowa-Iowa State game. They were tailgating next to each other. And it was a picture of those two guys together. He goes, does this face look familiar? I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes, it does. So does he go back to Jack Trice again? I, why not? He's got season tickets. But can, will he show his face well, to Jack Trice again? Let us, let's hope that this does not turn into, like you said, a Bartman well, look at look at the look at the climate that we're living in. I mean, a guy lost his life at Gillette Stadium on oh, the weekend. Yeah, right. Two fans fighting. Mm-hmm. And one guy is dead. And um, we know how this... And I'm not saying that... So, please, please, please. Right. I'm not saying that they're going to kill him. <laughs> right, right. But it's going to be uncomfortable. Oh, there's no doubt. Because you know what they're doing in the tailgate, at the tailgate before the game, right? Slug they're pounding. Yes. And they get those beer goggles and the courage meter gets put toward uh-huh. the red zone. And the idiot meter goes right along with it. Hey, there's that guy. Yeah, there he is. That's the guy that was uh, Campbell one. That was yelling mm-hmm. at Campbell. Told him he was on the hot seat. Can you believe it? Did, did that to our coach. Right. Because we also know the way that the Cyclone fan base... They love their coaches. They rally around. They do what they're told, like no other fan base does. They wear the colors proudly. They do. Loyal sons and daughters forever true. And that they are. Uh-huh. So will this guy show up again at Jack Trice Stadium? Yes. It's this big. weekend. He'll be there. I think he'll be there. I would love to know the answer to that. Yeah. And I would love to know... What kind of, how awkward, how uncomfortable, if it's uncomfortable for him. Well, and I'm sure he's had the same season tickets for years. Probably knows everybody around him. I yeah. mean, that's where our season tickets are the same mm-hmm. way. You get to know everybody around him. Is there going to be somebody that maybe was friendly before? Well, and the travel parties that go to these games, if this guy goes to it's as many knit. games, it's tight knit, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people that know this dude. The Like going to the Final Four, the women's Final Four this past year, and you could see that group. That always was traveling around with the women's basketball team, and they were the ones that, yeah. when Bluter B. Watch get in, they'd go over to that group, right? Yeah. Same thing with the Iowa State Traveling Party. There is that group of 200, 300, 400 people that are always there, seemingly every single week, and you just get to know them. I, I've been involved in one of those circles before, years ago, going out with a traveling party that goes to every game, every Hawkeye game. I went out to the 2005 Ohio State-Iowa game, and it was that. They just knew everybody of that group, right? It mm-hmm. was just... Those people. He's part of that group. So would you say that, you know... I bet J.B. Pollard knows who he is. I bet he does, too. I don't think... Yeah. Do you, so you would... Is it fair to say this guy bleeds Carlin Gold? Oh, yes. I mean, if you're traveling on the road as yeah. much as... And he just had reached a point where he wanted to let his coach know that he's not happy with the results? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Say it with your mouth, right? Yeah. Don't have a keyboard? That's Here's your voice. Yeah. So he's a farmer from Northeast Iowa. That's the word that I got. That's yeah. the word, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm glad he hasn't been docs, but I'll guarantee if he's at the game, he's going to be, uh, I'd, I'd love to know how, how awkward it is. And how many people will be the other way. Hey, I'm glad he said something. There will be that too, mm-hmm. because you know that fan base too. And there are some mm-hmm. frustrated people mm-hmm. inside that fan base yep. that four and eight, Trent, this is going to be three bad years in a row. Yes. Because the best team in school history that was top 10 finished 7 and 6. Yes. Um, and their quarterback is now. Did I see Brock Purdy statistically is the number one ranked quarterback in the NFL? Oh, really? Two weeks. 
He's doing commercials. And what a wonderful story. It what is. an incredible story. Right. What an unlikely story. It is. And it started yeah. with a guy working out his butt muscles and getting to be able to throw yeah. the ball harder. And look at the results. Look at the results. Strengthen up those ass cheeks. Yes. I read a long, long piece in The Athletic on uh, on Kyle Shanahan, how he learned to trust him or when he realized he could trust Brock Purdy. He, a great story. It's a great piece. It's a wonderful story. Happy for them. Happy for the family. And um, Iowa State's got a, a quarterback in the league. Now, their first-round pick, on the other hand, Will McDonald's a healthy scratch? What's going on there? Yeah, I was going to ask the same question if you've heard anything. Nothing. Because all I saw was a tweet from, a, I think it was retweeted from a Jets beat writer, yeah. that he was a healthy scratch. Sad. Well, the, the stuff that I read, and I don't remember who drafted right before him. It might have been the Steelers. They took the guy that the Jets wanted, an offensive line. I guess I could look up the draft from last year. Yeah. But apparently it was kind of like a a panic. Oh, my God, they oh, took our, our guy. Yeah. We got to take you know, fill out the card. Um, look. We saw him. We saw him on Hard Knocks. It's 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 uh, August football. I get that, but it looked like he belonged. Is going to have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But week number two, you're already a, a healthy scratch. Broderick Jones, the tackle from Georgia, and was it Pittsburgh that took him? Yes, I thought so. Yeah, and then the Jets are on the clock, and in Jets fashion, oh, what do we do? Well, at least at least they made the pick. Whereas the Vikings was it the Vikings the two past? different times. Unbelievable. It's eleven thirty. We'll come back. I want to ask Trent that question we started to pose earlier. Are we seeing a changing of the guard in college football? Maybe not through and through, but it seems like this might be the year. We'll do that when we come back. It's 1130 Miller and Condon, uh, underway on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Station 106.3. Agent with the Misty Solwich Home Selling Team. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, coming up in about 12 minutes. Uh, we'll get to Mitch, it's the Bears, and the Chiefs. Mm. Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Braxton, uh, the tackle is out for the Bears four weeks, but put on the IR with a neck injury. Uh-huh. What, what's the point spread in that game? 13. Is it? Is that enough? No. I don't think it is either. Um, college football, real quick. Does it feel different to you this way in the fact that like, there's no Clemson? I don't think there's an Alabama. I don't think Ohio State's good enough to be one of the four. And, and maybe it's just the simple fact that Alabama's not in the conversation that it feels different to yeah. me. Um, well, Georgia's going for their third straight national true, championship. True, that, that part hasn't changed. Although I don't think they're as dominant, maybe, as they were the last couple of years. They're maybe. 14-3 at halftime. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah against South Carolina. In South Carolina. Uh-huh. That's at home. Right. That's not impressive. 
No, I don't think it is either. I don't think it is. Um, so I th- look, it's still there, but I think Washington's a threat. Absolutely. I think USC is a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida State looks as though they've got a pulse. Dare I say Notre that Dame? demon? Notre Dame. They got one this week. Uh, they do. They got a big chance this uh-huh. week on a national stage against Ohio State. And you put that one in your back pocket. Oh, that'd even be huge. if you lose a game at eleven and one, they're in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Because here comes USC. And how many weeks is that game? A few weeks out of line. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but yes, Notre Dame is in the conversation. The Ducks. We'll see this week. I'm we'll interested to see week. that one. But I think that we may be. You might be tuning in on Tuesday nights. No. No. Um, to the TV. It's a fake TV show. It is. but You it, like reality TV. I don't. There's going to be some new blood. Uh, we're still missing a team that, because um, I think they're back. Texas? Yes. Yeah. I do. I think they're back. They're going to get Baylor's best shot this week. Uh, is it good enough? No, probably not. I don't think it is either. But that's good. I think college football yes. in the final year. It was getting boring. It was, Trent, in a lot of ways. I don't disagree with you. How about... Um, well, yes, they can. And we talked about this after week number one. Uh, LSU is still very much alive. Yes. They win the West and they win the SEC. They're going to be in the college football playoff. Utah will be in the playoff. Oregon State will uh-huh. be in the playoff. All these teams at 12-1 and one will be in there. And in this year's college football with the SEC certainly looking down. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. This is as open as it's been in... A long time. Well, the crazy 2007 year? It's been a long time, yes. There are no Clemson, there's no Alabama, maybe no Ohio State, maybe Penn State represents the Big Ten. I said it a little bit tongue-in-cheek years ago to you, that Nick Saban had ruined college football because of how dominant they were. It took away the parity that we Mm -hmm. had in college football and the teams that could jump up. Mm -hmm. As a youngster, I saw Clemson and Georgia Tech and Colorado win national championships. And that didn't happen anymore. Yeah. And it was obviously a different structure. You didn't have a playoff to ultimately get Georgia there. Georgia Tech. Yeah. I know. 1990. Yeah, I know. Devin Colorado. Each yeah. won a share of the title that season. And we don't have that anymore. And Nick Saban is a big reason mm-hmm. for it. But with the transfer portal, mm-hmm. with guys saying, I'm going to find somewhere else. I'm a five-star, but I'm not playing right away. I'm going to find a play place that I can play right away. Alabama. So I've told you, we do our top 25 for our Lockdown Network. Yep. And where do you have them? I didn't put them in there. You left them out entirely? So, certainly early in the season, I subscribe. I've heard Reese Davis for Game Day, who has an AP vote and mm-hmm. has now for a number of years. And I like the way that he described it. It's certainly in September, you have to be much more fluid. Go with what your eyes. Don't fall victim to the brand, not just your, the brand, but falling victim to what you thought it was going to be coming into the season. Gotcha. Go with your eyes. Go yeah. with what you've seen. And yes, it's fluid throughout the course of the year, and I'm fine with that. And, and that's something that I had done. After Florida State's week win in week one against LSU, I voted them number one. Mm-hmm. This week I dropped them down to number five. Struggling against Boston College, even in that environment, absolutely. I dropped them. Well, Boston I, College committed 18 penalties, too. Much more fluid at this point in the year. And what we've seen from Alabama, take away the name, what you've seen from Alabama uh-huh. Is that one of the 25 best teams you've seen in the country this year? No. No, no they're not. So don't rank them in the top 25. Nope. Go with what your eyes yep. see. And because of that, and of course, some of the SEC wonks were not real pleased on it. On the no, I'd have put but, them in the top 25, but, uh, but I don't disagree with your premise. But I'm going with what I'm seeing. Uh-huh. And they are not one of the 25 best teams that I've seen play college mm-hmm. football this season. And because of that, they were out. Now, they come out 
They beat Ole Miss this week. They win it 34-24. They're probably going to be back in my top 15. Again, that's the fluidity that I like, and I like that way of looking at it early in the season. Texas elevated really high. Last week, dropped them down a couple of spots. Georgia, I couldn't take them out of the number one spot, but I had Florida State up there. I've had Texas up there. Georgia's back at number one, but I was mm-hmm. not impressed with what they are. Nope. That's kind of what it is at this point. But I love it. I love that we have a lot of teams that we can talk about right. early in the season when normally it's three, four teams. It's, That's it. it's always the same. It's Ohio State, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, and find one more. Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. Until the last couple of years. Yeah, one year Cincinnati finds a way to be in that conversation. But they weren't winning a college football No, playoff. of course they weren't. No. Of course they weren't. But it just seemed like it was boring. It was. It was boring. This is not boring. The team that's uh, the conference that's going out of business. You could find. You uh, can make a case for a handful of teams. If Dion would have got there a year. Oh, earlier. Trent, you're 100 percent right. And you know, somebody tweeted that in August and got ridiculed. Mm-hmm. They're spot on. Spot on. Speaking of that, do you see what the Pac-2 is possibly doing? Ross Dellinger no, over at Yahoo has an article. They play each other this week. By they the do. Way. And I love a, that game. A possibility of a. Merger with the Mountain West and having relegation, having basically two divisions, and you expand a little bit more to get to 16, you have the Pac-12 brand yeah, and the Mountain, Mountain West, West brand, brand yeah, and having games then at the end of the season where the second and so third do something teams different in the Pac-12 are playing. And if you lose that game, you go where? You go down to the Mountain West level. So that so the Pac-12 would be the plum. Yes. The Mountain West would be for what you aspire to get out of. I well, love this. All of a sudden, that Thanksgiving weekend, and you're watching Colorado State, Washington State, and the loser is getting bumped down. I'm watching that. Yes. The winner of the second and third place teams from the Mountain West playing to get in mm-hmm. to the Pac-12, as it's Wyoming going up against Fresno. I'm watching that. Now, we're not giving up Ohio State, Michigan to do so. No, no but, but we're paying attention to it because it's different. As opposed to watching Indiana Purdue. No, I agree. I agree. I like it. You've sold me. I'll send you the article. It's really interesting and something that I would love to and, see. And, and whose idea was this? Was it the forgot the, the leftover two that yes. came up with this? Yeah. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Trying and, to remain relevant. And trying keeping to, those shares, keeping yes. that money, keeping as much of it as possible. It's is the Mountain West on board with this? It, it sounds like that is something. And they talked about just thinking outside the box. It's really interesting. Wow, 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 wow. That would be really cool. So the championship game would be played, I don't know. What does Denver. Matter? Denver, Vegas. Yeah. By the way, Vegas, with, with what's going on in Vegas, how worried is the NFL right now? Super Bowl's there in February. Mm-hmm. If it's as easy to hack into these properties as oh, apparently yeah. it is, and you can shut down hotels seemingly all across the strip where your key card doesn't work and you can't check in the nfl takes over las vegas in february they've got to be crapping their pants and it starts before february i mean i'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be starting to get out there in december oh for sure just starting to, to lay the groundwork yep, for it yep Ooh. but but the uh the well-heeled fans that that uh, get to go to super bowls they expect everything to be uh-huh. buttoned up five star Oh, my gosh. Mitch Holtis next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. That's a celebration. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. They'll host the Chicago Bears uh, this weekend, 325, before a prime timer 
Uh, well, it's in New Jersey against the Jets. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, but work to do before that. Mitch joins us, Papa John's Central Iowa. Sponsor that, PapaJohns.com. Mitch Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Mitch Holtis, how are you? Well, a lot better than I was last week. Uh, that was a heck of a win, you guys, and yep. a way bigger win than I think the NFL world or the Chiefs kingdom realizes. And it's because, because it's Jacksonville, right? And we're used to Jacksonville being you know, a team that drafts early, uh, a team that doesn't have an adequate quarterback. It's a different Jacksonville team. I wholly agree with you. Well, and they've nailed those early picks. Trevon Walker was an animal in that game. We know Trevor Lawrence is a talented player. They've added Calvin Ridley. Uh, Doug Peterson's a heck of a coach. Yep. They're struggling on the offensive line. That showed up in this game. But for the Chiefs' defense, and guys, three separate possessions. The Jags had first down after a sudden change, which is hard to defend, at the 17. Another first down on a possession at the 14. And another one with first and goal at the 1 and got no touchdowns at home. And that's a divisional playoff team. So for the Chiefs' defense to allow zero touchdowns on those three circumstances is nearly unheard of in this day and age of the NFL. The defense is next level. Is it? Does it lead to the possibility where we see an evolution of the way they play? We know mm-hmm. Andy Reid's an offensive guy, but with the wide receiver questions that they have, maybe some questions on that offensive line where, hey, we're not going to be able to chuck it around. We're not going to be able to maybe play at the pace that we've had, reliant a little more defensively. Could you see that shift in philosophy happening? Well, I, I, Trent, I think it's part of the reality, at least in the first half of the season, because you're go- if Chiefs fans are going, well, that'd be nice, because we know <laughs> yeah. we got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, where this team is right now, and, and you're right, there's a bit of an evolution, even, even more than last year, is that it's almost a necessity that that defense isn't coming in to go, hey, let's just let's be a luxury this week. Those guys have really come up with a mentality. We had Trent McDuffie on who had a spectacular game against Jacksonville. He was on the Kingdom show Monday night. And he goes, you know, 15 has kind of been carrying us here. We need to, mm-hmm. there might be some times we need to carry the day uh, several times this year. So I think, Trent, you're on to something, and the Chiefs King will have to kind of adjust their thinking that it's not all going to be 400-yard passing games and putting up 40 points every week. Yeah, winning 42-38. You're right. I think this team's defense is underrated, if you will. And one of those guys, maybe not underrated because Nick Bolton's a hell of a player, but Mitch, my eyes to see me, didn't he get hurt in that game and had to leave the game? Yeah. But apparently, obviously, nowhere near as what was you know feared at first. What's the status there? Well, again, too early in the week to tell. They're on the practice field right now as I yeah. speak, and we'll have our first injury report uh, later today. But it was a hard game, guys. I mean, I mean, every game in the NFL is hard, and then there's the extra hard. This was an extra, extra hard game. Physical, hot, humid, uh, and again, another reason why this was such a great victory for the Chiefs. But I, I don't know, too early to tell, yeah. but I get the sense that Nick will be okay. Uh, he was. He made some great plays. The one play where he didn't bite on the inside fake and tackled Lawrence for a three-yard loss, which was the first down and goal to go at the one play. Uh, that was big. And then he had some others because Jacksonville just kept running bubbles and tunnels. And your linebackers have got to scream out there. I'll tell you who else had a huge game was Leo Chanel, mm-hmm. the former Wisconsin Badger, small-town Wisconsin kid. His best game yet. He does not bite on the double pass. He's right there to defend it. And then those bubbles and tunnels, the linebackers have got to fill on the inside. And uh, 
they they were able to do that. Whether it was Bolton, Chanel, Willie Gay Jr., uh, Tranquil, all those guys. Carlaftis getting to the quarterback was good to see too. This team and Felix got Felix got a half set. Yes, so, he did. Just, yeah. he and, made some plays. Yeah. And Chris Jones, I know you guys haven't asked about Chris Jones yet. Yeah. I'll just put it out there. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. No way. I thought he would impact the game like that. Uh, he and no he way. did. Boy, oh boy, he's something. One of the highest rated yeah. players in all of football last week from Pro Football Focus. The Chiefs, of course, have my crappy Bears this week. But this is what's coming yeah. up the next six games. Ken, are you ready for this? Mm. You're going to cry. Bears at Jets at Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, at Broncos again. Combined record, 1-11. Yikes. Time to go on a run. Right, Mitch Holtis? Okay, and I'm going to sound like a coach. Bears, <laughs> Bears, 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 Bears. Yeah. Because we have not beaten the Bears at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium since 2003. Mm-hmm. Now, we've only played them once in that time span. We had to go to Chicago like four times. I don't know why the schedule makers were wanting us to go see the big bean at, at the park, but uh, the the issue here was the Chiefs got ambushed in that game. Matt Forte gets a two-point conversion. Jay Cutler's playing without a face mask, right, with a kind of <laughs> Bobby Lane, a cigarette in his mouth, yeah. and we lose. We got ambushed. So you, this league is avoid the ambush, man. I, I know what you're saying, but it's the Bears, 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 Bears. Yeah, I know what you're saying about Chris Jones because any conversation amongst the best defensive player in the game, I mean, there's T.J. Watt, who's really good. There's Michael Parsons is something, isn't he, in Dallas? And, and Chris Jones, despite the fact that, I mean, Mitch, Chris, Chris Jones didn't, he sat out August for crying out loud. He had a huge impact on that football game. Yeah, and he affected all the other guys that we mentioned right. that had good games. And then he had the two big fourth down stops, the fourth and five sack, which actually led to a Chiefs touchdown eventually. And then the uh, pressure on the last fourth down play when the Jags could have scored a touchdown and went for two and tied the game. Okay, now, let's be honest here, though. Chris has to do this for 15 more weeks. This is going to be a Bears, 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 right? And Trent, you guys are struggling at tackle. Mm, Uh, Ten sacks in two weeks. So this is another week where Chris could have a big impact on the game. But he was playing Anton Harrison, who I think will be a good player, but that kid was like, oh, my God, he's, he is not having a good day. And Chris was just working him. So when Chris gets a chance to see, like he did against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game last year, when since he had to put that identity kid out of right tackle, Chris is like, I'm moving outside and watch this. The other thing, and we're going to do a podcast later today called The Wizard of Spags, because uh, Mike Dana called him a wizard, mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that they move these guys around. You're never seeing our guys. This is this is rare in the NFL. You're never seeing our front guys in the same spot, usually for three consecutive snaps, unless it's a Derek Nottie, right? right. We're, we're moving dudes inside and outside, right and left, and moving them around to play the confusion game. And that worked against Jacksonville. Yeah, don't see Nottie coming off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mitch, let's yeah. talk about Papa John's. they got so much going on. The garlic, uh, the, uh, the uh, pizza, the crust, stuffed crust. Uh, what else is going on? 30 seconds, music's playing. Okay, we got epic stuffed crust. Just stay right there on that. I, I talked to the Donaldsons. Yes. Their biggest nights of the year, you guys. Thursday nights. Um, Sunday night football. Sunday afternoon football. Get your order in early at papajohns.com, and don't overlook that epic crust. Indeed. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Appreciate it. See you, boys. See you. Hour 2 coming up next. Miller & Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.